Hey everyone, I need your attention for one minute. This is not one of those ads. This is something that has changed my entire life. If you've been listening to this podcast, you know that this is all about personal development as the foundation for everything good in your life. And this podcast is now sponsored by Growth Day, which is the world's first all-in-one personal development app. I mean, oh my gosh, can you imagine having everything all in one place that you need to create the life that you want? Now you can. So if you've been struggling with your motivation, your mood, your productivity, or your purpose, you have to check this out. Growth Day helps you consciously change your life and achieve your potential. It has all the self-improvement tools, motivational classes, and life coaching all in one place. So many of us want to improve our lives, but the question is how? Where do we start? What do we use? How do you get unstuck? How do you make self-improvement stick? Well, research shows how. It's when you consistently journal, track your habits, set goals, learn from empowering mentors, and challenge yourself that you'll be happier, healthier, and more successful. But let me ask you something. Where do you actually do all of your personal development work? I have to tell you that over 300,000 people use Growth Day for a reason. It works. It's the world's number one software for self-improvement. Growth Day has an amazing mindset journal that I absolutely love, a habit tracker, and a goal-setting system. In fact, I bet if you went to my stories this week, you probably saw me using the journaling app and telling you to do it too, because it's the first time that journaling has ever actually stuck consistently in my life because of this app. And best of all, Growth Day has live inspirational classes every single week from the world's top motivational speakers and life coaches. These are people who have impacted my life in huge ways. These are mentors who I already knew and loved. In fact, this is something that's so huge for me, you guys. I personally teach a class in Growth Day every single month, and it is one of the most fun things that I get to do, and I'd love to see you there. These classes will truly shift your life. There's always something new that you will learn. So join me in 300,000 Achievers Growing Our Lives with actual real intention. Visit growthday.com slash Lori for a free trial. Yes, you can try this for free. So go to growthday.com slash Lori and go live your best life. You guys, that's growthday.com forward slash Lori. And I can't wait to see you there. Welcome to the Earn Your Happy Podcast. I'm Lori Harder, founder of The Bliss Project, three-time fitness world champion, fitness expert, and cover model turned self-love junkie, lifestyle entrepreneur, and author. Each week, I'll bring you a guest or a thought that will help you bust through your fears, connect to your soul, and get focused and clear so you can elevate your life, business, and relationships. We don't wait until we're ready for someone to tell us we're good enough. We take what we want and we anoint ourselves. Get ready to earn, own, and unapologetically rock your happiness every single day. Are you with me? Here we go. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Earn Your Happy podcast. Today, I have the honor of interviewing somebody who is near and dear to my heart, and her name is Danette May. Not only is she an amazing, special person in my life, but she is a motivational speaker, a number one best-selling author of seven health and women's empowerment books. She's a celebrity trainer and a mother. Danette is the founder of Mindful Health, a platform that reaches hundreds of thousands of women around the world. Danette's starring in some of the top selling fitness DVDs sold worldwide. She is a top magazine model and a frequent guest on national television. You probably have seen her on Access Hollywood, Hallmark Home, Family, CBS, and many others. Danette May has a 
a deep passion to peel back the layers to women's light and empowerment through healing foods, healing movement, and a healing mindset. She's transforming hundreds of thousands of women around the world to gain knowledge and inspiration to love the bodies they live in and love the life they live. So let's get started. Danette, I'm so excited to have you on the show today. Thank you so much for coming on. You're welcome, Lori. It's an honor. So you guys, I, um, you know, told you a little bit about Danette before, but one thing about Danette is she is one of those friends that if you really knew her and all of her just magic and beauty and radiance, you might not want to share her, but that's the exact reason why I want to share her is because she is so magnificent that I know that she's going to rock your world as well. So Danette, I would love if you would take us back to a time, uh, maybe long before you're at where you are right now, or just tell us actually a little bit about, you know, your life, um, back at home because you're in Bali right now, but I'm going to let you expand on that. (laughs) Well, you know, Lori, like when you ask that question, because, you know, when we get on these podcasts, or we get interviewed, we get asked this question. And I really like to back it up to my refining moment, because I feel like in life, we're giving we're given ups and downs on a daily basis. But there's there's like times in our life and sometimes we get one, sometimes up to 10. Sometimes some people walk this life with 100, but they're called refining moments in my mind. And about three to four years ago, I had my refining moment. One of the biggest ones for me, which is really what created where I am today. And my refining moment was going through life, being kind of unconscious, not having a terrible life by any standard, had food, had water, you know, <laughs> had a beautiful home, had uh, my daughters, and I uh, had lost my son. And I'm just going to cap up quick, but I had lost my son. And I had catapulted into a deep depression with the loss of him, with all the stories in my head of what if, why didn't I do this, why didn't I do that, and just that feeling of loss that comes, you know, depression comes with that feeling of loss in any different, in any type of form. And then I went through unlayering all these stories that were going on in my relationship with my husband at the time and went through a separation and went through a divorce and found myself as a single mother with raising these two daughters kind of with a head of massive stories of self-doubt and just despair and not really having any friends built this wall around myself and was really faced with low income literally at one point $47 to my name just with a head full of and I don't even feel like as I look back, that was my worst moment of like having less, lot, uh, not very much money, but really the headspace of feeling terrible about myself and the constant negativity that was rolling around in my head on a daily basis. And um, it was in that moment that obviously I had two choices. And I feel like in a refining moment, you hit such a rock bottom. And sometimes even the floor of that rock bottom gets dropped and you hit, keep hitting more and more rock bottoms, but you come to two choices only. And that is a choice of blame, shame, you know, anger. You can go down that rabbit hole and you can just start to keep going down that rabbit hole. You may still function in society, but you're really not showing up. You're still dealing with all this anger, resentment stories in your head. Or you can choose to turn that around and create what you want to create because there's really nowhere else to go but up. Mm -hmm. And thankfully, I chose the second And it wasn't easy and it's not easy. It's like if you took the analogy of dropping to the bottom of a dark hole and you have like one pick and you're like, all right, I've got to figure out how to use this pick to get up. Mm -hmm. And um, you're going to fall. You're going to get bruised. You're going to feel like a failure, failure most of the time. But eventually you can get your way to the top. And I feel like I'm still climbing because I feel like there's times there's still lessons that I'm constantly learning. And I feel like I'm always trying to get as close to God or the sky or whatever we want to call it is in my life. And so I always feel like there's times when I'm still climbing, but I do feel like I've gotten out of the deep dark hole Mm -hmm. and um, have created my business around it. I really call it, you know, creating my message around my mess. So my mess became my message. And I really 
wanted to help other people. And I used healing foods, healing movement, and a healing mindset to really climb out of that deep, dark hole. And that's what I'm so passionate about. And that's what I really love helping women with is really finding how to take these ancient forms of healing and bridging that for them to, into their modern society. Because I really believe in the power of it, healing them, not on, only on a physical plane, but emotionally so that they can become awake and really shine their light and live out a life they really love. Mm, that is so amazing. And, and you know, that is so exactly what you do. And the thing that I want people to know, because looking at you, hearing from you, even following you, a lot of people would never even imagine what you had gone through, what you just, um, described to us. But you know, there are so many people that are still in that dark area that are maybe trying to apply this or are going to listen to this and still aren't going to understand how it's going to work. Can you tell them just a tiny bit about what that journey really looks like and why consistency or why continuing on, um, is going to help them? Yeah, you know, the analogy I've heard and the analogy that I would really rely upon a lot in my journey when it was feeling like I was picking my way out of a dark hole is like when you're driving at night and you are in your car and you've got like, you know how you're just going to, you could be driving in a car with headlights that are about ready to go out. So they're like, it's not even very bright. You don't have the big fancy car that's like looking at the sides and in front of you and you have all this vision around you because you've got the nice car. You've got an old beater car and the lights don't really work and you can barely see in front of you. And sometimes those lights flicker on and off. So sometimes it's completely dark. And I would feel like that, like in my journey of coming out of this. And I just knew from people that I looked up to, the tools that they shared with me. Did I know they would work? No, I just would look at them. And I had to have complete faith that they would work for me too. And I would listen to inspiring talks such as your podcast, to Jack Canfield, to Tony Robbins, to all these inspiring people. And I literally would pretend they were talking to me because I could not even afford to go to these conferences. And you hear about people going, go to these conferences, go do this, get in those spaces. And literally when I hear that, I do cringe sometimes because at the time I didn't have the money to go to the, and legitimately had not the money to go. I think there's some people that do actually have money, but they make excuses. They don't because they buy all sorts of things that are unnecessary, but I literally didn't. And so I got creative and everyone can get creative. There's free podcasts everywhere. And I would listen every single day to a free YouTube. Mm. And I was into YouTube at the time. <laughs> and now I kind of listen to podcasts, but I would play those YouTubes every single day. And I still do it because it shifts my state and I needed help shifting my state. And they would teach about um, writing out your affirmations of what do you want to become and putting the I am word before it. So I did that and I did it every single day and I did it religiously. And I, and that's the part of consistency. It's like saying, yeah, I really don't even know where this car is going because I can see like one inch in front of me. I don't know where my life is ultimately going to be. I can only see what's in front of me, but I'm going to have faith that these lights are going to take me where I need to go. And what those lights are these mentors in life, mm -hmm. these mentors that you look up to that you're like, oh my gosh, they look like they have it all. And they, every single one of them will tell you their secret and they will do it for free. If you are just willing to listen to their podcast and you're willing to find a YouTube. So that is first and foremost, they don't, you have to start to really, and I found, sound kind of harsh, but I really feel like I don't like to serve it up very sweet because it's, you, it's not a time to be sweet. It's like a, if you're in that mode, then you need to be served up real. Mm. And really, you have to stop being the victim. And you need to really take the power into your own hands. Like, I could lay in my home, and I could have had all these stories. And we all know those people, and we kind of avoid those people uh, <laughs> because it's so draining. But I could have been that easily, easily. I have it in my family. You know, it's in my lifeline, mm -hmm. <laughs> in my, you know, my ancestors and stuff. But I honestly, you have to kind of say, okay, no more victim. And I am actually going to take the power into my own hands and I'm going to do these steps and I'm going to do them every day and I'm going to do them when I don't want to do them. Mm -hmm. And that's the, that's the truth. You're going to be doing them, especially when you don't want to do them. Mm -hmm. Because when you're feeling crappy and you're feeling down on yourself, that's when you need it the most. So I would pull out my I am sheet and I would read it every time I felt down on myself and it was all the time. But that is really, that's where the shift came. And then I made the choices to really eat clean. Like, yeah, I didn't have a lot of money. So 
it made sense to eat like just a few fruits and vegetables. I ate <laughs> not very much and I was pretty thin and people would say that, but I was eating really nutrient dense foods and it was waking me up on a cellular level and that's what I needed. And, and everyone has access to that. Everyone can do that. You might not be eating large quantities if you don't have a lot of money or you're just learning about it, but you can start. And that's the key is taking it back into your own power. So I know so much of it. You just gave some of the best information, by the way, you guys re-listen to that and write fast. So <laughs> I, I know so much of what you talk about is um, food as well. I mean, really, you go, you're, it's, you're about the whole package and so am I. So that's so much about what we love to chat with or chat about, but the food. So, so for people who are right now trying to make a better decision with, with food, um, what is, what does that feel like when you start to wake up? Cause I know exactly what that feels like, but I think people who are maybe in the process of starting to pull out some of the processed or bad food, what can you give them to look forward to? Like it's so much bigger than they think. Can you explain a little of that feeling? Yes. And I know this feeling so well because I have a three day detox and I created this three day detox with real foods. Cause People, when people think of detox, they think of like drinking lemon water all day or putting maple syrup in their water all day for like <laughs> three days. And I'm really not a fan of those things because I really believe that food heals you on a very cellular level. And it's been given to us like really healing foods. Like I'm talking live living plants here and they can heal you on such a deep cellular level, not only just in your body, but in your emotions, like it tags all into your spirit. So I did the three day detox because I wanted people to go, okay, I can do three days. Mm -hmm. Because sometimes when we think of a 15 detox, even though that can be good, the 15 day one, it, it feels a little daunting, right? Mm -hmm. Let's be honest. Like it can get a little daunting. And I never want anyone to be like, I can't do that because I just can't do 15 days. So try three days on. And even in three days, even in one day, actually, because I have literally, I've sold over a hundred thousand of these books mm. that people have tried on and they are like telling me in one day just from eating like food that is fresh and food in these right combinations of superfoods that they're already like oh my gosh I'm sleeping better my skin looks better I um I feel like more excited and happy and that some people actually almost kind of get sick on like the second day. And it's not because of any of the thing they eat it because the body is like flushing it out of their system. And then on day six and seven, they're like, oh my gosh, I've never had this much energy. I've never felt this good. My body just released and dropped all this excess weight. I'm stepping on the scale and, and it's not water weight because they're drinking a gallon of water every single day on the detox. So it's like so powerful what we can hold on to. And it's just such a huge analogy. Like if I were to open up most people's bodies, even myself at one time, your colon is, and I, this is kind of graphic, but your colon is like the last part. That's where you eliminate your waste. And it is long and it is full. Like if I was to open up most of everybody's colon, it would be lodged with so much grease, like a pipe full of grease. And a lot of us have so much toxins sticking in that colon, which is keeping us low on energy. It's making our skin break out. It's making us hold on to like our immune system goes down. We're, we're dealing with different um, allergies or different sicknesses on a Like, you know, if you're ever getting colds multiple times a year, then definitely need to clean out your system. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, so, you know, and then also it's just, it can hold on to stubborn body fat, all this toxins because your body's so busy trying to protect itself from toxins that your body isn't flushing out all the food that it no longer needs. It just holds on to it. And actually the more toxins you have, your body body has to produce fat cells to protect your body from those toxins. So fat actually wraps around the toxin in your cells to protect it from damaging organs. And that's why if we can just release all that, it makes it so much easier for you to have energy, to feel excited and it affects your emotions. And all of a sudden you're like, I feel like I want to hug and kiss people. Like literally that kind of happens. You just mm. feel this excitement and lightness that you've never experienced before. Oh, I love that. And people don't realize the energy that it takes to just make a body tr attempt to try and function when it's feeling that way. So, you know, you just get overloaded with energy and it's almost like, it's almost like it's unreal at first, isn't it? It's almost like you're like, what is going Like, I've never felt this good. I can't even I explain know. how I'm You can't actually fathom that the human body is meant to feel that good. And then you start feeling that way every 
day. And that's why you can start going with your goals and your dreams. And all of a sudden the world opens up. So that's what I want to get to is Danette, the this opened up your entire world. And I know that right now you are really in this place of really trying to, uh, you know, live in your zone of genius and really just live from that place where you authentically are, um, helping in the biggest way that you possibly can. So that brings me to asking you where you are, what you're doing, what's coming up for you now. <laughs> well, wow. We can talk forever <laughs> on this, but right now I'm in Bali and Bali literally, I think from where we're at in the United States is probably the furthest we could go. It was a 30 hour <laughs> plane ride <laughs> and we are 14 hours difference. So Lori and I actually are 15 hours difference and, um, which is massive <laughs> if you're thinking of going so far. But I'm in Bali because about six years ago when I lost my son, I um, just wanted to do something radical. And I was eating clean and I was uh, starting to wake up, right? And you start to just like think, you just kind of almost become like, like a little scattered cat. I don't know how else to describe it, but you want to do something big and you just want to shake up your whole being, your whole life. And that's really what I was doing. And I had always wanted to go to orphanage. I used to look at people online and be like, oh my gosh, look at them with those children. And and I just wanted to do something for my son. I wanted to, and it makes me tear up. Oh my gosh. And mm -hmm. I wanted to like just do something that woke me up and that would be in honor of his life. And, um, and you know, really it was like nothing seemed bigger to me than just, going off to some country and helping out an orphanage. And I thought of just donating, donating money, but I had gotten actually researched myself and they had written me back and they said, we actually don't want you to send money. It will never get into the hands of the kids. And uh, if you could just come and bring us food and some supplies, that's all we need. We don't need toys or anything. Just come and bring supplies. And I was like, oh my gosh, these guys are legit. Like, how can I turn that down? I just got an email about it. Mm -hmm. So within two weeks, I had booked my flight. And actually, I wrote to Johnson & Johnson and this other company, and they, like, sent all these, like, hygiene kits, like, within a two-week period. So it was really beautiful how everyone came together yeah. and um, just flew by myself to Bali and um, went to this orphanage. And it just touched my heart on such a deep level, deeper than anything had ever touched my heart, right? I mm -hmm. felt so alive in that moment, um, just in that giving. And just being in Bali and riding around with my hair flying in the wind on a scooter in the middle of nowhere, I felt so alive. Mm. So um, I always had it in my heart that I would come back and I would bring my kids. And, you know, that's the, how it is with any dream, right? Or any picking out of a dark place. You can set your heights or your sights on what you're wanting and what you want to experience. But sometimes it doesn't show up tomorrow. We're in a society where we want everything to show up today, tomorrow, or we get frustrated. And you have to understand, like, that's, that's been a lot of years. And even last year, I had created my GoFundMe link to have people donate to these orphanages with my family. And I didn't even get to go a year ago. It's like, that's when the dream was there to really like go. And I really thought I was going a year ago. But sometimes things take time to marinate. And you have to be okay with that marination. And you have to be okay that it's not going to happen tomorrow, whatever that dream is. And just be in the being and just keep holding your eye to whatever your heart is being called to. Mm. So we've come back. And, you know, there are a lot of people go, oh, you're on holiday. Why did you want to go to Bali? And I don't even think it's just about orphanages this time because we had raised a lot of money and we donated a lot of our own money and I what we were actually going to a bunch of them while we're here and bringing food and we just went to our first one a couple days ago and we're finding even more things coming and I can totally elaborate on that because I think when you go I'm willing to serve I'm here oh my gosh God's like all right let me throw some people in your place mm -hmm. let me go let's go because you're here you're ready to go like mm -hmm. let me let me use you Mm. And I feel like we're being used big time right now. Mm. Okay. So you haven't been there that long. So no. I would love to hear a little bit about what's been going on there. What's been some of the, the biggest impacts, biggest lessons. I mean, I can't, I can't even imagine. You just told me you, you're like your head hits the pillow and you're passing out. So you, you have to fill me in. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sleeping like a baby, but I have to tell you, I'm going to tell you guys three things that are coming up, and it's just something that I've recently been journaling about, but the first thing is the power of energy, and I'll elaborate on that and share my story with that. The second one is death mm. and what's happening around the idea of death, mm. and then the third one is riding waves, 
And um, those are the three things that just keep coming back into my space on a daily basis and multiple just different ways and what's pounding in my heart. Um, the first one, energy. So every day, I don't know what it is here, but the moon and the stars like speak to you. And I know that sounds a little woo woo, but you will step out and it's so dark and it's probably because there's no city around, right? So it is completely dark and the stars and the moon shine super bright but you realize how there's such an exchange of energy and how much just your energy impacts the whole planet mm -hmm. and I'm talking and I think a lot of us go how can I serve I want to go to orphanages I want to do big things in my life but the biggest thing that we can do all of us on a daily basis is govern our energy is really look at what energy am I putting out in this very moment? Because our energy is so powerful. The energy I am emitting right now affects you, Lori, 15 hours away. Mm -hmm. It affects everyone around the world. And so just being in a state of gratitude, in a state of just happy for what is in front of you. If you have a toilet, if you have a running water, you have food to eat, oh my gosh, we're so abundant. And so just governing your energy is really the best thing that we could all do. And I, this idea came to me because the moon was telling, like I felt the moon so present and we're living in this luxurious villa and I'm not gonna downplay it, it's very beautiful. We've got this full time, Balinese lady that's amazing that cooks all our meals and cleans and she's here every single day serving us and literally I was going for a walk and you know we're kind of like jet lagged we're kind of feeling like oh my gosh my brain's fogging we're talking about it right which isn't super positive like we should be like oh my gosh look at what we're living in and we're I'm like stumbling out my door to go for a little walk like when I first get here and literally probably about 100 yards from my house, there's these little shacks and they're everywhere. And these are where the Balinese people live. And um, this little boy comes out. He's got to be like three or four. And he has the biggest smile on his face. He is so happy. And when I say shack, I am not <laughs> like just saying mm. shack. These are, make, these are their homes. And I'm going to be posting up a lot of pictures on YouTube about it. Um, but they are like scraps that they found, like tin. They're different shaped wood pieces that they found, and they live in what we would probably call our bathroom size. A lot of you, especially your bathroom, Lori, that's yeah. the size of their home, and yeah. their whole family lives in there. Mm. They have no running water, no toilets. So I know that's a typical Balinese home, but he's coming out of his home, and he's holding this bucket, and he is smiling ear to ear. And I'm looking at him, and I'm like, he's just like lighting me up. Like, I'm like, oh, my gosh, look at this little boy. Mm. <laughs> oh, my gosh, you're so cute. He doesn't speak a lick of English, but he's walking out, and he's, I'm wondering what's in the bucket, and he straddles this ditch beyond, behind his house, and it's an open rice field, and he starts to dump the bucket, and it's a bucket full of feces. Mm. And it's his job to dump his family's feces from the night. Mm. And he is smiling, dumping the feces into the field, Still smiling, he kind of waves at me, goes over across the street, and then starts to rinse out the bucket in the in this like little creek on the other side of the road. Mm -hmm. And I was like taken back so strongly on what energy am I putting out? Because this little boy, I didn't know what was in his bucket, but he was pouring energy out into the world so abundantly. He was smiling at me, he was shifting my state. And then I watched what he was, his job was, and he was smiling even in his job. And I wonder about a lot of us, like we aren't even dumping feces. We're not dumping shit on a daily basis, mm -hmm. but we feel like we are. We complain about our job. We complain about our living circumstances. We complain about the bad friends in our life. We complain about our spouse. We complain about what our kids are doing. And we act like it's dumping feces. And it's really not. And, and just putting everything back into perspective that – what is your energy you're emitting and what are you putting out there? Because I guarantee whatever you're putting out there, you're going to get back mm. and whatever you put out there will find you. So you might as well put out some good because you are, everyone that's listening has a phone and has access to listening to these things and you have so much abundance around you. Mm. Wow. Thank you so much for sharing that. And truly when you said you are, you know, it's just amazing to think of you, uh, your day ahead, right? Yeah, I think believe your day ahead of us. It's like 15 hours 
away and I can literally feel all of that energy radiating towards me. And I'll tell you that I was kind of tired when I got on this call and now I'm just, I'm wide awake. I'm grateful. It's just that perspective shift, right? And really thinking about that. So what are some other things that are coming up for you there? Okay. So that's energy. The second one was death. And one thing we know is death, death is inevitable. The time of death, we never know. And this is coming up massively because one, what brought me to Bali was the death of my son. And then the day we were going to the orphanage, so we had a driver who picks us up from the airport. And we're the type of family that we get to know a driver. <laughs> like We talk to them. We ask them a gajillion questions. And he drives us everywhere. He drives us on all these different trips around Bali. So we become friends because we're on these two-hour drives. And he waits for you and then picks you back up and drives you back home. So he stays with you for 10 hours. Mm. And we had this particular driver in the short duration that we we're here that was our driver and we became friends with him and he talked about his family and he talked about his and he brought us corn from his rice uh, cornfield and he talked about his rice fields and he was a skinny man who you could tell worked so hard and then drove tourists on the side to make some extra money for his family and I went to WhatsApp him about taking us to the orphanage and that we needed him to take us and bring us back and um I get a message the day that we're going and it's from his daughter and it's kind of broken up English. And she's like, and his, this driver is 49 years old. He had a three-year-old daughter and he had three daughters, no sons. And he, she says he passed away. He goes in peace. Our family sad. I'm so sorry. He can't pick you up. Ugh. And we're all like, what? He just died. Like, what is going on? And so I like message her. I'm like, we love your family. What can we do that? We've never met his family. Ugh it's obviously he lives like 45 minutes from wherever we're at in like this small little village. So the people that even own this villa didn't even know. And it wasn't, and I knew that her messaging me back, we needed to know about it and we needed to do something about it. And so we went to visit his family and, um, they cried and they were so grateful. And we realized that they didn't even have any other source of income. No one else worked in their family. And usually Balinese people are like a community and family supports one another. But their family had no, they had no family left in Bali. And their family lives like in like Jakarta or Java or like, Sir like flights away. So, um, the mom was like, doesn't know what to do. And you could tell she was starting to get sick from the thought of my husband just died and I have no way to feed my daughters. <sighs> and the older daughter was crying, but they were so grateful that these random tourists would show up in honor of their dad. And we got to share the stories that he told us in the car. And they just told us how they all of a sudden he started to feel pain in his stomach but the hospitals here there's no way to get into the hospitals they're so overfull so he started to go they took him to the hospital and he was sitting in the waiting room and they said we can't get you in and all of a sudden blood started coming i'm getting graphic out of his nose out of his eyes out of his mouth and all the nurses could tell them was pray for a miracle we can't get him in mm -hmm. and he died right there mm -hmm. so sudden so quick and but the beautiful message in all of this is we were here. We were here to help them. We're going to be helping them until they, the mom can get on her feet and start getting a job because now she's going to have to find a job and um, to support her daughters. And um, But in the time being, you can't get a job when you're mourning. Like You've got to have some space to mourn. And so we're more than honored to help them in that time. So go back. So we find this out and we're heading to the orphanage. So we have to find a new driver, right? So I'm like, I'm not letting this stop us. We still have to go to the orphanage and we get this new driver and we're driving with him to the orphanage. And of course, we're like talking to him. We're finding out all the information. He's the sweetest young man. He's like 29. And he proceeds to tell me that his son passed away a year ago at age one. And he said that my wife is very sad still and we want a baby, but we can't have any more. We don't know why. And we're just sad because we lost our son. And my heart is like, how divine is God right now? Like, mm -hmm. we're going to an orphanage because I came when my son passed away. Mm -hmm. And now this boy doesn't even know what he, he didn't even know what an orphanage is. He just knows he's a driver. And now he's going to take us to this orphanage. And he eyes, you should have seen him. And I said, you're coming in with us. I want you to come with us. And, um, he came into the orphanage and I had him play with the kids with us. And there was these brand new baby boys and we were holding them and I could see his heart just, it's painful, but it's healing all at the same time. And I was like, 
wow, this is so divine that he's on this journey with us after losing his son. And this idea of death, right? This idea that we are all, we know we're going to die. We just don't know when. And to really love deeply, live fully comes so present in my life right now because if you never know. You do not know when your last day is. You don't know. So live it out, playful out, and look at your day and open your day and say, is this what I would be doing if it was my last day? And I think every decision in business, every decision in friendship, every decision period should be addressed that way. If this was my last day, is this how I would spend it? And I think that if we would just all do that on a daily basis, how much more epic stuff would we get done? How much more would we show up every single day? And that's a simple question we can say as soon as our eyes open and our feet hit the ground. Okay, well, I just cried through that whole thing in the most beautiful way. So thanks for that. Oh my goodness. (laughs) So if any of you are on your run and you're crying and people are looking at you, Oh, but it's the, it's the best kind. It's the kind where it's the yes, it's the yes tears that you're in full agreement that that's why you're here is to just fully love, fully, fully love. And Danette, I just want to, I just want to honor you for not only just being in the, you know, saying yes and being in that space, but really, I mean, how you're being used to help other people heal that pain once you heal your own pain. So I just, it's the most beautiful, beautiful thing. So thank you so much for sharing that. And I, and I know there's a third, so I've got more tears. I'm good. (laughs) (laughs) The third is not as (laughs) teary, but I do really like that second one because, you know, we really have that choice every day. And I really encourage all of us, including myself to every day, wake up and go, if this was my last day, would I make these same choices? What would I do today? And in all areas, how deeply would I love? How deeply would I serve? Would I be doing that same project? Would I do that interview? And if you can say, heck yes, then do it. And if you, it's, an, it's a no, then just move on. Move on. Mm, ooh. So the third <laughs> I'm like, one. oh, no, I need to mark something off real quick. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes, right? Yes. And uh, the greats in this world, that's how they approach it. And actually, that's not a new concept. Um, Steve Jobs would approach his days like that. Mm-hmm. So um, the greats of the world approach their days like that. And it's just in my face that I need to do the same. The third one is riding waves. So I am in an area which is called Shingu of Bali, which is this epic entrepreneurial surfer community. So it is not even really the epitome of what Bali is because all these um, online, per se, entrepreneurs flood here because they have this passion for surfing and for organic, amazing superfood foods. And it's everywhere, right, in this little village area. And um, so every day as I get to run on the beach, I look out and see these surfers and the, this is this is why surfers get into surfing, and I swear this is it because it's this massive analogy of life. And there's this thrill of catching the wave, and they find all these analogies. And I feel like even a lot of and this is like totally stereotypical, but a lot of surfers are fighting demons or fighting things in their life, and that is why they are so addicted to the surf because it's one thing they can conquer in that moment. Mm. And I feel like life is a series of waves, these waves that come in and out of our lives all the time. And we have choices. It boils down to that same concept of two choices, right? You can either choose to ride the wave or get pummeled in the wave. And I think a lot of us are getting pummeled. We're just allowing the waves to crash on us. We're crying about it, just like my little eight-year-old cries when the waves knock her over because she's not embracing it and so it pummels her but a lot of us are eight-year-olds crying and throwing temper tantrums because the waves are pummeling us instead of learning how to surf the waves and that is the deal (laughs) like that is as simple as it gets Mm -hmm. the waves are coming you can choose it's all perspective the waves are there no matter what you can choose to enjoy the wave and enjoy the process and enjoy that journey or look at it as a fun, exciting challenge, or you can choose to look at it as a nuisance, as it is scary, and that it's going to pummel you. 
So that is the way life is. And life is just a series of waves. And they show up in relationships. They show up in business. They show up in finances. They show up in um, not feeling good and not feeling enough. It's a series of waves on a continual basis through the day. And so for me in my life, I'm trying to look at each thing as this is the wave. What is my perspective on this wave? I'm going to try to write it. And maybe I'm going to fall off the board, but at least I tried to write it. And I'm going to look at it as fun. Life is meant to be looked at as fun. You might as well enjoy it and look at it that way because it's all based off perspective, right? The wave is all a perspective. So I'm going to choose to look at it as fun, as play. And yeah, I'm not going to catch every wave. And yes, I'm going to fall on a lot of waves. But what if What if on one of those waves, I just get to ride the most epic wave ever Mm -hmm. and I get to just feel myself in the tunnel of the wave, which is kind of the vortex or what we call is flow and just ride it and just feel that exhilaration of knowing I caught that one wave. Mm -hmm. And that is something that's just so magnificent in my life right now is riding the waves and choosing to look at each wave as a challenge, as fun, as play, as a game, instead of destruction, (laughs) annoyance, Mm. pummeling, I'm going to get hurt, I'm going to (laughs) fall. So there you go. I'm just, those are my main things that are really, really coming up into my life. And I'm just so, so grateful to be able to feel it, to see it on such a deeper level. Cause I've heard about this kind of stuff, but now I'm really feeling it on such a deep, deep level. Mm, my gosh. I love that. I just want to touch on your last one. Cause I'm so obsessed with that as well. Um, <laughs> and really, I think that's why I fell in love with surfing and, and I ended up writing an entire chapter when I was with you actually in Costa Rica with, um, our friend Lindsay, who is also on our mastermind. We all mastermind together, um, about surfing because it was so, it, it, it's so beautiful. And it's funny how you can actually look around and realize once you've completely embraced it and you're out there getting taught this beautiful lesson and you can look at someone else and just watch them. <laughs> hate their life right now because they are not liking getting whacked in the face by every wave. (laughs) And I'm like, just smile on, right? Getting, I'm still getting whacked in the face with a board and waves, but I'm just smiling because it just, I realize I am dead in the center of being taught the most beautiful lesson and that it can be fun. Like if you actually just start going with it and you start to know, um, you know, what it's going to feel like and what it's going to be like and how you can move through that, that it can be really, really beautiful. And I think that's where you, I think that's just, I, I hear your voice and that's just where you're at. Like it can, no matter what, no matter what, it can be really, really beautiful and you can take it to help heal other people or help other people move through something or help gain new perspective or grow and really be able to, um, you know, do things that give back in a bigger way than you could ever imagine, because that's really where, you know, you start to feel alive, but it can all start with what you had said in the very beginning of this podcast. It can all just start with eating a better meal. And that's where it begins. I just find that so beautiful and simplistic that it can truly just start with eating a better meal and look at where you are right now. It's so incredible. So what are some other things that you have planned while you're there? Oh, well, really the whole plan is to just show up each day and say, what do you want to show me? What do you want to bring into my life? Definitely, I always, we are still entrepreneurs. We still have our schedule. We still plan our meetings. We still mm-hmm. are on calls and doing those types of things. But we really have broke it down. And that's another thing on a whole entrepreneurial level is we are realizing how much time we were kind of wasting Mm. um, back in America and thinking, I think we get really caught up into thinking that it has to be long. It has to be um, drawn out like an eight hour period, maybe sometimes 10 hour days to really be effective and really keep pushing and, and be the best we can. And we're realizing more like, oh my gosh, like, cause we really have shown up to serve. So we're like, Hey, we're going here for this orphanage. We're doing this on this day. And a lot of things are coming up unexpectedly, like going to visit this man's family. Right. So we're finding that we can get the exact same stuff done because we're so laser focused in three to four hours that was taking us eight hours, which is huge for us. And because everyone's sleeping when we're working, no one's bombarding us with emails. So that's been a massive thing that we're learning. So we're shutting off emails. <laughs> like we're going to, when we go back, we're going to be like no notifications on emails. Cause I, we always get pinged and we feel this urge to respond mm. and now we're not getting pinged. So we're just so effective in our time. We're getting so much more done and our business is growing so much faster right now. 
And we're just like, wow, this is crazy. Like, look how much it grew in just two weeks. Mm. Um, and I think it's just this whole idea of just being a little bit more effective with our time and getting rid of those rules that has to be long and hard. Mm. But I wanted to expand on something, Lori, really quick, because something my husband and I just talked about, and it kind of goes along with that perspective of riding waves. And I love how you brought that up with the waves, because we were talking about meditation. And um, he said, you know, my husband said, I want us to try on something. And we were talking about, so when you get uh, like this feeling of stress or you get this feeling of like scared or fear, it's the same response and the same chemicals in the body as if you were excited. So take, for example, like this jumping or like this stress, like you're trying to get this project done on your computer. You feel like you put out something in business and you're feeling this fear of mm. will it fail or will it succeed? Or you're going on stage to speak and you feel this fear. What happens is your body goes into fight or flight mode and the same like endorphins and serotonin and different things are pumping through the body because the body's like, okay, hey, you're in fight or flight mode. But those same like chemical responses are happening even if you were having excitement, like you were going off a big water slide or or you're going to do something really fun and you're getting really excited about it. Those are the exact same chemical responses. So what if, and the only difference between those two is how you're, and how it relates in the body and disease and all of that that comes up is how your brain processes it. So if your brain would process this this feeling of fight or flight as excitement, adventure, mm. then actually it actually is healing for the body and it actually translates different in the cells versus if it, the brain associates it as something scary like you're being attacked by a tiger. Mm. So the goal that we are doing is trying on, so to put it into modern terms, like say like we launch a program and the link goes out or our internet goes out for the day and we can't get the technical problems to get up. Sometimes that typical situation would create stress for us because we're trying to launch a program and no one can get on and everyone sees the link and it's not working or something like that. Mm -hmm. And we've decided to try this on because what if we just said, oh, the link's not working. I feel these emotions coming up. But I'm going to choose to say this link not working could produce something even more magical. Mm. What if something that we don't even know could turn out even even greater on the other end with this? Mm. We don't know what it is, but what if and, and turn that thought to something like just the excitement around the unknown of what that could be, that there's a bigger force governing all of it to create something even better for you. Mm. And we are trying this on mm. and ev in everything. So if we break down with the scooter or so we get sick or the computer decides to not work or the Wi-Fi, just trying on, ooh, there must be something bigger that's going to happen. This is kind of exciting. This is kind of unknown. And just saying that in our brain and seeing what transcends from that. Mm. I love that. It really, and, and you know, I think that well, I use that a lot through uh, the Bliss Project, and that's <laughs> you, you know you know I get nervous to to public speak, but when I do that, that really changes everything for me. But honestly, just you saying it and me picturing, um, you know, maybe circumstances in my life where I can use that even more, it made me smile. It got me really excited. Like that was a no because something better is gonna come. Something I couldn't even dream up on my own. Something that yes. you know, <laughs> something that's been brewing outside of me that I couldn't do on my own that needed more help. So, wow, it's just, when you think of it that way, it's really, it's magical. And, and really that's exactly what it is. Right. So, <laughs> so next yeah. time you guys are on the side of the road, <laughs> I'll be like, <laughs> remember what you said? No, I'm just kidding. But truly, truly you guys no, are that true. way. And I know Craig is like that. Absolutely. You guys will be doing that and something better will happen. And I just want to touch on that real quick because we have a little bit of time left here. And Danette, something about you that I'm, um, always so, just in awe of and fascinated with. And it's something that you teach me without even teaching. It's just how you live. Um, and so I point it out all the time, but you don't even, you don't even realize when you're doing it. And that is truly, um, your ability to manifest things in your life and to maybe if you're not feeling abundant that day to just switch your mindset into abundance and watch manifestations happen in your life. And, um, you know, just 
some examples of that that I've seen throughout um, our mastermind is, uh, and what a mastermind is, you guys, we get on a call biweekly um, or every other week where we chat for an hour, just what's coming up, what's going on, different things that maybe we want um, some thoughts around and really just to connect and share what we're doing. Kind of like we're, it, honestly, it's like this podcast. So <laughs> you get to listen in on one. <laughs> And, you know, one week Danette will get on and it'll be maybe she's struggling with something or thinking of something or she has a thought that she feels is holding her back and maybe she'll shift perspective. And, and two weeks later we talk again and she's, I'll bring it back up and she's like, oh, that? No. Like she's so beyond it. It's not even funny. So what is something that you do? And, and still you're probably listening like she doesn't even realize she does this this easily. But what can you just loop us in on that tool about when you feel something that stops you or a thought or a limiting belief or a story or something coming up? Can you tell me your rituals and your thought process around that? Ooh, I didn't, you know, Lori, I thank you for saying that because I didn't really, I mean, that's such an honor you would say that because I didn't really think I do that, that well, you make it sound like I'm really good at it. <laughs> she is. She is. I, if I could record the calls, you'd be like, what? <laughs> oh, you guys, I'm trying to think. I don't really do anything per se. I wouldn't say I would do anything per se to do that. I think I just really, truly, truly believe that we are all children of God mm-hmm. and that we are part of something so big. And I say that and tears are springing to my eyes. Mm-hmm. And I think it's springing to my eyes because I believe it on such, such a deep, deep cellular heart. It's in me. I know it. I don't question it. It's so his presence and um, his knowing is all around me. So if I want something, I know that if I'm thinking I want something, right? Like I want to create something or I want to do something. I know he knows my heart and I know he knows all of our hearts so much. He knows each one of us. He knows exactly what we're going through. And I use God. And I know some people don't necessarily believe in God. It doesn't really matter. You can call it universe. You can call it source. It's this higher source. And it knows us. And it knows the intricate roles that we play. And it knows exactly, exactly what we're going through, exactly what we're feeling, exactly what we're sipping on and eating and feeling and our lovemaking and every little intricate detail of our lives. And it loves us so deeply. It loves us so unconditionally. And I know this with every fiber of my being. And so I can put out my intention. And I know that I'm just linking arms with him. Mm. And that I'm co-creating what I need to create in this life with him. Mm. And if he, if I put out what I want and I do that, I sit in each day and just people call it prayer. People call it meditation. I really don't like to label it anything it's all of it and none of it and I just I share in my mind what I want to see and what I want to create what I want to do and I know that if he wants me to go that way and I use him he you guys it's a he she I don't like this whole language we have around it so use it how you want to use it Mm -hmm. because it's a source it's an energy and I'm energy and we're all energy and I know that with this unconditional love that's poured into me that if I'm meant to go that way that it will happen. And if it's not, then that's okay too, because I am loved and I'm okay. And I'm just here to be whatever I need to be and experience whatever I need to experience. And I know it could be grander than anything I dream up. So I trust that process. And I think within that trusting and within that knowing and really understanding that everyone, even everyone, even I was just as important Back when I had $47 in my room, sleeping on a mattress on my floor, I was just as significant, just as important as I am today with an email list and with followers, just as significant. And he loved me just as much. And um, I feel like it's that love. And I think it's that understanding of that love. The love is there. It's just whether you're willing to accept it and whether you're willing to just really take it on and put it on as a coat and put it into yourselves and say, yes. You're here to support me. And I think in that support and that belief, the world just shows you what you're wanting. Mm. Yes. And Danette, it's so, I mean, that's, that's everything. And I think that that is, and that's so beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing that with them. And really, 
you know, when we're on our calls or when we're talking, I think that when people, uh, look at other people or how do they do that? Or how do they have that courage or how do they have that bravery? You know, they look at these women that they want to be like, or these men that they want to be like. And, and really, if you can just understand that the secret is that majority of all of them just know how to tap into God quicker, tap into source spirit, whatever you want to call it, tap into God quicker or tap into God more, or they have a practice of doing that more often, or, um, you know, the things that they do daily consist of making sure that they get back to that place of faith. Like if, if you feel scared or you feel alone, it's only because you've maybe fallen out of practice or you've fallen out of, you know, something took you out and you forgot, you just forgot what makes us feel good and what makes us feel whole. And that's feeling connected in whatever way that is, whatever you have to do. Um, so really that's such a good reminder for me. And that's why I love to get on the calls with you ladies too, is because you're, you're always uh, reminding me of that, especially, um, just reminding me of my relationship with him because I know that I was gifted, uh, you too. And many of you women who are listening because, um, I opened up and asked for it. So, uh, he wants us to feel supported in every way. And for everybody who's on here right now, um, Danette, I would love for you to answer because, you know, even me, sometimes I feel like I'll, I'll see, you know, people helping out in big ways or other countries or going places and doing a mission that they feel so, so called to. But if I don't know what that is yet, and maybe I can't travel, what would you recommend for people uh, that they could even start with? So you're basically, Laura, you're asking me if someone is like, oh, I want to, I want to serve. I want to do big things, but I don't know what it is. And I can't really travel. Is that what you're asking? Like, what would I offer them? Mm -hmm. Well, come on, most people are in that position, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. That's the majority of us. <laughs> yeah. We're in that position. I'm kind of doing something really radical. And that doesn't mean that I'm more important. And that's the big key of this whole message is we're all energy and we're all important. It doesn't matter whatever you've done in your past. It doesn't matter if you feel like mm-hmm. you've sinned a million times or you haven't shown up or you haven't, whatever. We're all the same. And we're all just as equally as important. So it goes back to that energy. It goes back to the biggest thing you can do in this moment today is take out a pen and paper and at the top right, if this was my last day, what would I do? Mm. And it might just be reading a freaking good book. It might be that you're going to go serve up like a good green drink for yourself. It might be that you're like, oh, I'm going to reach out to a few of these people or I'm going to go do this thing that I'm always wanted to do that's kind of beating in my heart. And I don't even like, it could be just like a play thing. What we label play, it might be skydiving. I don't know what that is for you, but you got to write down and you got to follow those clues and you've got to not be afraid to follow them and put all these rules around what you should and shouldn't be doing. Um, I really believe we're all meant to contribute in some way. So it can look like a million things. It can be just that you're putting out good energy and you're happy. If everyone, and I think it was the Buddha who said, the biggest thing you can do is just be happy for humanity. Just Mm. being happy is the biggest thing you could do Um, because it makes the world's vibration go up. It all affects everyone. Even though you think you're in your house and it doesn't affect anyone, it does. Mm -hmm. So um, following the clues and just starting there, just like each day going, okay, what can I do to bring some joy into my life? What can I do to help another person? And it might be, bringing them a cup of coffee, like a good latte, or it might be telling them they're beautiful and that you're proud of them. It might be something like that, but that's where it starts because literally I wasn't traveling around a lot. Like when I was a single mom, I was home and I was alone, but I was serving full on and I was just as significant then as I am now and as significant as I'm ever going to be because I was showing up. I was showing up in my affirmations. I was showing up for my girls. I was showing up trying to be the best version of me that day. Mm, Thank you so much. I always feel like when I talk to you, I just like sat down and ate like the best meal, not the kind that makes you feel bad, (laughs) like that kind (laughs) that makes you feel so warm and fuzzy and full and amazing. And I'm so grateful for you. So Danette, where can they find you? Where can they follow you? Where can we see more of your adventures? Oh, thank you, Lori. Um, You know, I actually pour so much into my website, my blog. Every single day we deliver out new newsletters with information about how to, like a recipe that's really simple or a workout or a mindset shift. So go to DanetteMay.com and my name is spelled, it's kind of weird, it's D-A-N-E-T. 
T-T-E-M-A-Y.com, and you can get free information every single day. So if you just sign up for the newsletters, you will be tuned into all the adventures here in Bali. You will be tuned into tons of information that we're, I'm constantly giving out every single day. You guys, I'm like her great friend and I follow her because she, she couldn't actually get on the phone and tell me as much information as she puts out for you guys. So, um, I love that you love to nurture. You just give and give and give and give. And I'm so blessed to walk this life with you. So Danette, thank you so much for being on the show. Oh, you're welcome, Lori. I love you so much. (laughs) And thank you so much for showing up every day for so many. You are a gift to humanity. Seriously. Oh, I love you too. Okay, you guys, if you love this episode, please make sure you share it with a friend who needs it. Danette gave out so much great information. And until next time, earn your happy. Bye, guys. Thank you guys so much for spending this time with me on the Earn Your Happy podcast. I am so glad that you stopped by. If you could take one second to share this episode with someone you think would love it, that would be absolutely amazing and we would be forever grateful. Also, please leave us a review if you feel so moved by going to iTunes and leaving us an honest thought, an honest comment. Tell us what you think. Tell us what you want to hear more of. It would really help us out on our journey to helping thousands and thousands of people. Until then, don't forget to earn your happy. Thanks again, guys. Bye-bye. Hey, I know if you're listening to this podcast that you have big dreams and big goals. And one of the things that can really stop you is struggling with your marketing. Trust me, I have been there. Are you using 10 different systems just to build your online business? Then I want you to try Kajabi. Kajabi helps you build your web pages, set up funnels, and sell your courses, content, coaching, or communities. You've been hearing me talk a lot about funnels on this podcast and the importance of your email list. You can get a free trial at kajabi.com. That's K-A-J-A-B-I.com. I've talked about Kajabi before, but here's something that's super cool and new. They just rolled out an AI assistant for creating your online course curriculum. And this means you just type in a topic that you want to create on a course or webinar and bam, it's just generates a sample outline for you. It takes a ton of the hard work away. Of course, you're going to customize it to be your own, but this really helps you get over the struggle of how in the world to start which is where most people stop. If you're like me, starting is always the hardest part and that's what makes Kajabi so popular. They've made it easier for creators to build web pages, build courses, build coaching programs, build membership sites, build checkout pages, and build email funnels. So if you're struggling with any of those, you gotta go check it out. Go to kajabi.com. Kajabi was really the first all-in-one system and is trusted by over 100,000 creators. I think that's good enough for me. Also as influencers and marketers use this. And now their smart AI platform makes it easy to take what you know and turn it into an online course and business. Go start building with a free trial at kajabi.com. That's K-A-J-A-B-I.com. Hey, do you know what the big secret is this year? And it shouldn't be a secret because this should be your biggest focus. It is building your community. I am always working on building and nurturing my community. And everyone is talking about the power of community. Without an online community, you just cannot grow organically or create a real movement, which is what I know that we're all after. And you can build trust or monetize your audience. When you get community right, Not only does your audience grow faster, but so do your sales. But where's everybody gonna be managing their communities these days? And a lot of online entrepreneurs and thought leaders are turning to circle.so. 
Circle is an all-in-one community platform. It lets you host content and create discussions, live streams, group chats, and memberships all under your own brand. And what's so cool about Circle.so is that you don't even need a website or Facebook group. Instead, Circle lets you build your own community site where you can host content and manage your members. You can even create locked and unlocked content spaces, groups, and classes. How freaking cool is that? You can put your content behind a paywall too, and you can charge different amounts of money for different spaces on your community site. Circle.so is famously easy to use, and it has a free 14-day trial for you, so you can go check it out, see if you like it, see if you love all the options. Just go to circle.so. Go check it out right now, you guys. Imagine being able to manage your community, start group chats and live classes, and accept payments all in one place. Kind of mind-blowing since this is usually spread all over the place. You have to log into so many different things. If this is the year to capture, organize, and monetize your community, head over to circle.so. You can get a free trial and start building your online community right now. Just go to circle.so. You guys, you get the 14-day free trial. So just go and see if it's for you. It's going to streamline everything and make your life so much easier. It's so freaking cool. Want to know a huge secret to my success? Okay, not only my success, but just about every single person that I have interviewed on this podcast who is successful has this in common. You guys, they love to journal. They capture their life lessons and what they're grateful for. But a lot of people don't keep this up consistently. And most people do know that the research shows that journaling deepens your gratitude and increases self-awareness. But did you also know that journaling decreases stress and helps you achieve your goals faster? In fact, journaling is a huge differentiator between average performers at work and high-performing people. It leads to longer-term clarity, confidence, and success. So why don't more people journal? Why didn't I journal consistently? Honestly, they don't like staring at a blank page. It's hard to carry a book around with you or a notepad, and they just don't even know what to write about or they just forget. That's why I know that you're going to love Growth Day. It's the world's number one system for self-improvement and it's like all-in-one personal development in an app. And it has an awesome digital journal and people love it. Growth Day's digital journal has hundreds of research-backed writing prompts for self-reflection, positive mindset, confidence building, and success. I use them all the time and it makes me think in ways that I typically don't and it makes me ask myself better questions, which we all know gets better results in our life. It even has prompts that help you develop a daily, weekly, or monthly habit of reflecting on your life and identifying areas to grow. So it's a perfect time of year to start journaling, you guys. When you sign up at Growth Day, you also get systems for habit tracking, goal setting, and scoring and improving every area of your life. Best of all, I get to teach there too, you guys. I'm so excited. I hope that I get to see you. I teach live in Growth Day every single month with a new topic just for you. So join me there. Start your free trial at growthdate.com slash Lori.